bitch. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. Bitch, the Chicago. Hey everyone, what is up? It is me, Ewan, and welcome to a new episode of the We Love Dad Movies podcast. I'm indulging one of our longest running guests' wishes this week. Um, This man has been staging like a propaganda campaign against me for well over a year now to watch one movie in particular, and that is the 2012 Jack Reacher movie um, directed by Christopher McQuarrie and starring Tom Cruise as the big muscly man who in this movie isn't that big or muscly. Um, but yeah, Dan, Dan Greamer is here. Dan, you got to explain yourself to everyone. <laughs> we have been successful. Basically, I've been... I mean, hello, first of all. Uh, basically, I've just been kind of outside your house, haven't I? Like, like Homer Simpson... Banging on the burrito cart. Yeah. Just saying, Where's my Jack Reacher? Where's my Reacher? Because you did it way better than me. No, yours weren't better. <laughs> yours weren't better. Um, yeah, no, I I love this movie. I'm going to get it straight out there. And I just was like, I think Ewan's going to like this movie. So I was like, we we got to do it. And I've been, I've been wanting to do a movie that you haven't seen, that I have, because we haven't done that yet. Mm. So I thought it's time to... You know, it's time to to mix it up a little bit, make it interesting. Because <laughs> all the other, no, all we, the other yeah, episodes, yeah, he's been but... interested until now. But you know, <laughs> yeah. So this this was a first watch for me. Um, I'd heard a lot about the movie, and I had heard about its resurgent reputation, obviously through the people I follow on Twitter, but also in general, I hear people speak highly of this Reacher film. And um, when at the time it kind of came out to. A positive but kind of muted reception. Um, it did generally well at the box office, if I recall correctly, um, but not well enough to launch a franchise. There was one follow-up after this, directed by Edward Zwick, which um, was not as well received. Um, but I do believe that Macquarie and Cruz are still keen on doing more Reacher, even with the ongoing Amazon series, right? I think they have discussed it. Do I? Do I think it's going to happen? No. Um, no. unfortunately I mean I'm not too broken up about it because I like the show a lot too um, it, I think the first one financially did quite well not like it didn't like you know blow the roof off the box office but it did well I think it was more the reception to and the box office for the second one that kind of stopped things going too much further because um, I think it had been something that had been bounced around for a while in terms of like trying to adapt it as a property i mean the, the first book came out in like 96 95 96 i believe so it took you know 20 books and 15 years for this movie to get to actually get made um i know like other people were like working around it for a while i know the rock really wanted to play this character for a long time i think he said a few times that it was something he really wanted to do before cruise got it and and to be fair size wise the rock is 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 the right size for the role but we'll get into that kickoff later um but yeah i i this has kind of been a movie that i've like really grown to appreciate over the years like i've gone from this this is really good to two days ago watching this movie and being like this movie is a fucking masterpiece i love this movie <laughs> I, it is it's <laughs> so high up there for me in my estimations right now 
But um, yeah, I mean, I, I I watched it last night and I liked it. I didn't love it, and I will go into my reasons why I didn't love love of it. But I do want to give you the space first to be like, hey, this is why I really like Jack Reacher. So I have a few questions for you, Dan. Um, first of all, have you read any of the? It's Lee Child who did the books, yes. right? Um, have you read any of those? I have. I read quite a few. I'm actually reading one at the moment. So my introduction to it, to the character, was the announcement of the movie. So they said this movie was coming out based on the book One Shot. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, that sounds interesting. I'm a fan of Cruise. So I looked up this book, looked up this character, and I was like, this guy sounds really cool. Um, <laughs> basically, basically, for anyone who doesn't know what Jack Reacher is as a character, he's basically what if... Sherlock Holmes was ridiculously huge, um, outsmarted everyone in the room, and solved a lot of problems by punching people in the head. Um, and it, it's very entertaining. It's you know, in in when we did the professionals a few weeks back with with Mike, we sort of talked a about few how weeks? much. Oh, I mean, yeah, a couple of months ago now, even. Yeah, um, time is moving. We we talked about the idea of like what they call competency porn. And just enjoying watching people be incredibly good at what they do. Jack Reacher is the ultimate version of that. He is great in a fight. He he is the smartest man in any room that he's ever in. And it's incredibly entertaining just watching him solve mysteries using his fists and his brains. And the I ended up from sort of interest in this, I read a couple of the books um i remember the first one um weird how many times i've shouted out my grandma on this podcast but she had one of the books she had the third book called tripwire um and she she gave me like an old copy of that and i read through it and i was like this this is great uh and i ended up just reading like a bunch more and then uh, i think like the third one i got to was one shot which is the one that the movie's based off of um and i loved it uh and then saw the movie thought it was really really good um, and then I've just kind of carried on reading them since. So I've read, I mean, I'm looking at my shelf now. I have about 20 of them. I've oh, read yeah. about 10 of them. He's basically brought one out a year since about 1996. Um, so I'm currently reading the one that, that season two is based off the, off the TV show, a book called Bad Luck and Trouble, uh, which I'm finishing before I actually re-watch the second season of the TV show. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the character. Um, it, there's, there's stuff with like casting that people get hung up on with this first movie, which I think they're just being super nitpicky about, to be honest. Um, I've, it's, you've not read any of the books, right? No, I haven't, but I do think that Cruz does not work for me in this movie, which is just, that's a purely just, I think like he... I don't, I don't want to get to my criticisms right away because I'm really enjoying listening to you talk about <clears throat> the books and stuff. Okay. Um, because I, I do think that he... I like his performance, but I think that he still... I can still sense that, like, he's not... He doesn't carry a menace to him in this movie like he does in, say, something like Collateral. Like, if, if Cruz is bringing some of that gonzo collateral energy with him to this performance, I would feel intimidated by him. But he's not really believable for me like he's just kind of a guy which is fine like i i, I don't I, I don't mind one way or the other but it, it's sort of 
did lessen the intimidation factor for me a little bit. Not that I think that the movie lives and dies by that factor, because it absolutely does not. Um, but I do kind of see where the material written here is like, this would suit a guy who repre- better, more accurately reflected the physique of, of Reacher. Okay. I disagree, but I also get your points. This is the thing. This is what frustrates me about the reaction to Cruz playing Reacher is you have gone into like actual measured points about it. Whereas all the people who complain about him being Reacher just go, he's not the the right size for Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher's bigger than that. He's taller than that. And he's bigger than that. And that's why Cruz is all wrong. And no person... Go on. Sorry. Yeah, I do. I do need to mean. I, I need to say that I think Cruz is my favorite performance in the movie, like up there with Robert Duvall. I think those two are excellent here, especially Duvall, like in the small role that he Duvall's was given. He really kind of gave me the energy that I was looking for, that I felt a lot of the other cast members were lacking. Um, and I thought him and Cruz played off together really well. And I must say as well, before we go any further, um, I think the premise kicks ass. I love the idea of this. Um, kind of hard-ass military police officer who has been through, like, the worst fucking deployments ever. I love that line where he's he's talking to Emerson in the lockup and he's talking about, like, you know, every suspect I had was a trained killer. Like, that is such a compelling premise. And I feel like, not to bring up NCIS, but people who have seen NCIS will maybe gel (laughs) with that a little bit more. You know, the idea of, like, you know, I like how it reckoned with that. There there are so many different things on this movie that I really, really, really did emphatically love. Um, Just other stuff that kind of held it back for me. But yeah, I think Cruz, as an introduction to Reacher as a character, Dan, I am am fascinated. I'm genuinely, like, really interested in seeing more of this. So that was part of the reason why I was asking if you'd you'd read the books, because... I'm on a big butt kick at the minute. I've just I've just picked up Heat Two, um, nice. so I'm going to be reading through that um, over the next month or so. Um, but I absolutely feel like maybe I could pick up, maybe not go through the entire gamut of the series, um, but I could probably pick up a few Reacher novels here or there um, because I I really really enjoyed aspects of this film when it didn't feel like it was moving into a vaguely generic early 2010s action picture if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and the, the the good thing with the books is there's a lot of them, but you can kind of read them in any order and you can read whichever ones you want and whichever ones you don't want, I love you that. can leave. Yeah. There's very little connective tissue between them. There's a couple of recurring characters that will show up, um, but even then, the kind of there's, there's one main recurring character who is someone he used to work with in the army who was also a military police and that character is in both seasons of the show and shows up in different books. But even then, it's like you don't need to really know that character from another book to read them in, in a later book. Um, so you that, that's the really good thing is you can kind of just pick up whichever one the premise interests you off because there's always something a little different. There's, you know, books where Reacher gets himself involved in, in something that's a bit more personal. There's uh, books where Reacher just stumbles upon some kind of conspiracy as he's drifting from town to town. Um, you know, there's there's books where he's recruited because of his background to do certain things. There's even a couple of them that are set during his time in the military police, and it's an investigation he did as his job at the time. But yeah, you can just pick anyone up. I mean, the, like I say, the first one I read was the third book in the series, and then I read the first book, and then I read the ninth book, and I didn't get lost at all. 
Yeah, um, I love that stuff. It's kind of like the Bond approach, isn't it? Where yeah, yeah. Have to go through them in order. You can just kind of pick and choose which ones you want to watch. I know the the only difference was it. I don't know if it so much happens now, but at a time they were doing it in real time. So, like in the first book, Reacher was in his late thirties, and then towards the books that were coming out in the twenty tens, he's in his fifties. Um, so they they were kind of aging him up, and I think they've slowed that down and kind of just made him a floating bit more of a floating timeline. In, in recent uh, recent books, uh, admittedly haven't read as many of the recent ones, so I, I couldn't say for certain. But just going back to Cruz, the thing with Cruz is in this is yeah, he's not the right physical size. I admit that, but at the same time, so many characters on TV or movie adaptations don't look like their book counterparts. As a very recent example, Jason Momoa looks nothing like Aquaman. That's a weird one to go straight to, but you get the point I'm trying to make. There's there's so many adaptations where the characters look different, and it was weird to me that it was Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. Yeah, is probably exactly. The closest comparison, and it is if you think if you're making the argument that that Cruz really embodies Reacher well without measuring the the physical aspects, then you the closest one to one comparison for me would be Hugh Jackman and yeah. Wolverine. I think most people would collectively agree gave a fantastic performance, a comic book accurate performance as Logan. Without being the little guy that Absolutely. You know, we all know from the comics. That's the thing. Cruz nails every single other part of Reacher as a character. He nails his smarts. He nails his fighting style. He nails his kind of attitude towards people in general. Um, and I don't think that's recognized enough. And, you know, I don't need to, to blow smoke up Tom Cruise's ass because he's one of the biggest stars in the world. And also, uh, yeah, you have to always bring up the fact that there is some potentially problematic stuff there with him, but let's not go into that. Um, but I just don't think he's brought up enough. And I think Alan Richardson in the show is is a great Reacher as well. Um, he is definitely the size of Reacher, especially from what I've seen in the second season. The guy is gigantic now. <laughs> um, but I'll be honest and think in personality, Cruz does a slightly better job at, at portraying the 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 personality of Reacher. Mm. It's interesting. I really like there are so many different things working in this film's favour. Cruz being, you know, a big one. Um but also we have to talk about Christopher Macquarie, because this is a pre Mission Impossible Macquarie. Um he boarded MI with uh was it Rogue Nation? Yeah, Rogue was Nation. It? Yeah, Rogue Nation, which I think is still my favourite Mission Impossible, I think. Thing. Yeah, I mean, I a really lot of people would agree. One. Yeah, um, and me, but... you can instantly, t- yeah, that's fair. You can instantly <laughs> tell watching this that he he has the source. Um, I really like the. I was not expecting. Like, I think before when you've been recommending this movie to me, you'd mentioned that it does have those seventies conspiracy thriller, thriller parallels. The way this open the, this movie opens, I'm not saying it's a one to one thing of it's like the Parallax View by Alan Pacula. Um, but it kind of has the similar vibe, and I, I'm again, I'm not going to use the whole "it's predictable" thing as a as a mark against it. The mass shooting sequence at the beginning is really harrowing. I instantly honed in on the fact, well, clearly that's a cover for something um, because of the way the <laughs> targets were were moving and stuff like that. So I was I was happy with myself that I called that early on. Um, but the way that entire sequence is done, I found it to be so haunting, so immaculately well handled. Um, from the initial shooting sequence itself through to well, when he's making the bullets through to you know him being arrested and then the interrogation 
I thought that that opening five minutes was just a perfect short film in of itself. Um, and there are other aspects as well where I really think Macquarie's stamp is is really placed on it, such as the car chase, which is a fantastic car chase. And it reminded me so much of a movie that I only watched the other month the first time, and that's uh, The Driver, starring Ryan O'Neill, directed by Walter Hill. Um, it's very, very similar. The driving chase sequence here with the... Um, with the old uh, Chevy is it's remarkably similar to what we get with Ryan O'Neill in that movie. Um, just beautifully, you know, composed nighttime shots, um, really loud, visceral, great action in that sense. And there are some really fun action sequences as well. I was losing my shit at the um, the two uh, completely like <laughs> Balkan skull, three Stooges thugs that go after him at. Um, is it Jeb's? Is it Jeb's yeah, house? Jeb Oliver's uh, house, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when they go out get him there, I thought that was great. I like Jai Courtney, for what it's worth. I thought he was fun. Um, and also, Dan, you forgot to deploy the secret weapon when you were recommending this movie to me. You didn't tell me it had Verna. Oh, I specifically made, a, made sure not to tell you that this movie had both Verna Herzog <sighs> and Robert Duvall in it, because I was like... Ewan is going to love it when Robert Duvall shows up in the third act of this movie. <laughs> Duvall is, is, is brilliant in this, but I just, I love doing my Werner Herzog He's... voice as well. <laughs> he, I love <laughs> I it. I love it. I my fingers in a Siberian prison. Why do they always choose the bullet? I, oh my God, man. I, I loved seeing him in this, but, and this is my, this is my big criticism with this movie, Dan. And I don't want to spend most of this podcast aiming criticisms at it because by and large, I liked it. I just didn't love it. Um, I found some of the performance and performances in this to be weirdly low energy, at least compared to what Cruz and Duval were bringing through the table. I thought Rosamund Pike was terrible. Um, I don't get I don't why you think was... that, honestly. I, I thought that I thought she just spent the entire movie kind of just going, huh? You know that cat that goes, huh? I'm honestly on the opposite end of the spectrum to you on this. I I just, I thought that it was a weirdly, she's got the issue that a lot of British actors have where their American accent is just vaguely generic American voice. (laughs) And I feel like in her attempts to keep that accent up, her (laughs) expression wise, it's a constant kind of wide eyed, but muted dialogue. And that kind of really frustrated me a lot of the time when she was on screen um and Werner I love but again it felt like he was only getting a little bit to do and then yeah I don't know I kind of wanted there to be a little bit more tension between Jai Courtney and, and Cruz they try and do the whole lethal weapon Riggs and um Joshua I, I'll give fight you at the yeah, end yeah. but it didn't really that felt to me like it was abrupt and really kind of weightless and action wise this thing needed to be an R for me because the gunplay feels completely removed from everything else. It feels like they're playing um, laser tag at times. I don't know. Again, I don't know if I agree with that. I think the 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 gunplay to me is never a huge part of like Reacher anyway. He's much more of a like diving in with his fists kind of guy. Um, there's there's like literally a. a a couple of points in the book like there is a bit in one book that does work on how big he is where he gets shot like quite up close with a gun but he's basically so big it barely goes through his like pectoral muscle <laughs> and, he's, and he's fine <laughs> so they always yeah no, no, no. Pecs of steel. <laughs> they reference this scar like multiple times in later books and um, 
I'm. I just wanted to bring that bit up because I thought it was really. I always say that bit's funny. No, it's um, cool. I'm glad you brought up because I really like the performances across the board in this. I think Duval's great. I think Duval's Cruz, fantastic. I've said my point on Cruz. I think he's a pitch perfect reacher, size aside. I like Rosamund Pike in it, so I'm going to politely disagree with you on that. Um, Richard Jenkins always reliable. Um, but I'm kind of glad that you mentioned Jai Courtney because this was just pre. This was like three months before A Good Day to Die Hard came out. Did I say that A Good Day to Die Hard? Oh, I said the name of it. This was like... Oh my God. That, this came out in, I think, yeah. around December 2012, if I'm right. Maybe... Yes. I might be wrong there, but... And then it was like March 2013 that A Good Day to Die Hard came out. And I am God, a man. noted hater of A Good Day to Die Hard. Um, I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> you've never seen it? Oh, no, wow. and I'm never going to. I mean, I'm not even going to try and convince you to, to be honest. I haven't rewatched it since... But <laughs> Jai Courtney got a lot of shit over the years for his appearances in movies about people saying that, that he wasn't a good actor. And he didn't give great performances in a lot of those. But I think when he's given the right role, he's he's decent. I actually think he's very good in The Suicide Squad. Or in Suicide Squad, yes. the first one. Um, and I don't even love that movie either, but I do think he's very good in that movie. But I think he's great in this. I think he, he really leans in to having a character who is incredibly punchable the entire movie so one thing that i wanted to throw at you comparison wise because i already mentioned the parallax view and how the opening here kind of gives me the similar introduction to a conspiracy that the parallax view does which is a movie you should watch by the way it's a fantastic film i think you've seen all the president's men haven't you uh yeah a long time ago yeah if you watch clue and the parallax view they form the other two parts of pacula's paranoia trilogy so if you're into into that like 70s conspiracy thriller headspace i totally recommend you watch those um the other comparison i have for you here reacher reminds me so much of um a little well not so much he reminds me a little bit of spencer tracy's character in a movie called bad day at black rock which is a western noir that came out in 19 oh i think i think it was 51 can't remember but that's all about a former um i believe marine who comes back home to essentially figure out the disappearance slash murder of one of his old comrades and he goes through this small town and there's a conspiracy theory theory uh, theory, conspiracy um that has developed between the different members of the town you have key the key kind of patriarch of the town which is like a robert ryan Lee Marvin's the heavy in it, Ernst Borgnine's in it, and you have all these different people who are connected to this conspiracy. And the way Reach kind of goes about and unmasks this very weirdly low-stakes conspiracy, even though they do, like, really go out of their way to, like, murder the, the shit out of people, um, it kind of reminded me a little bit of that. So I enjoyed that that aspect of it, too. Um, and, yeah, no, I, I, th- I think... The movie excels best to me when it goes into those initial beats of the mystery. I love the way that Macquarie peels back those aspects. I love the little flashbacks we get to um what's what's the, the, the Patsy's name in James, this again? James Barr. Uh, James Barr. I love the I love the flashback for him. I love that little twist of like, oh, he's just murdered some private security guys, and then Cruz is like, Well, yeah, they were pieces of shit anyway, so it got brushed under the rug. I liked how it went into that aspect of like military trauma. And the whole thing of, you know, there there are four different kind, three different kinds of people who who enlist in the military. You know, patriots, people who have a family trade, and people who are looking for illegal means of killing other people. I like the for what could be a very kind of meat headed vigilante premise. 
it's taking a very matter-of-fact look at the military and military life and people who come in and out of the military. That was something I wasn't expecting at all for this film to go into. Um, like, so that that in itself was was great to me too. And I thought the guy who played Bar was was class. Yeah, he's he's really good. He's he's great in. Uh, he plays a totally different character, but he's great in the show Power. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. Um, I no. think his character has a spin-off now, um, but he's like a completely different character to what he is in this, and he's he's always pretty pretty reliable and stuff. I I forget the actor's name. Um, but there's two things that I want to go into in this movie because one thing I've always loved about this movie and one thing that really stood out to me about this movie this time I love the script of this movie I love the dialogue specifically like any line that they get Reacher to have the scene before the bar fight I love so much The the it's got one of the most like badass line deliveries from Cruz that I think he's ever done in a movie, which is when the guys are like, I'm going to kick your ass, let's go outside. And he goes, pay, pay a check first. And the guy's like, no, I'll pay for it afterwards. And then Cruz just coldly just goes, you won't be able to. I'd love, <laughs> love that line so much. Uh, how about the inside of an ambulance? Another great line delivery from Cruz when he's at the auto parts store. Um, and that's a bit, they're the bits that I love that they nailed down with Reacher that he is a bit of a cocky bastard because he knows he can be. He's a little bit sarcastic, but a little bit intimidating at the same time. Um, and he's just a character who who really knows who he is and what he's good at. Um, but the, the thing that really stood out to me more than ever this time is how well shot I think this movie is. And the the opening sequence with the sniper... Is, is I think it's incredible. I love how it looks. The way it focuses in on that sniper scope and you can clearly see what the sniper's seeing and you can clearly see every shot he's taking. And they even make a point of having it a bit more realistic in terms of where he's shooting to get the bullet to reach his destination, if that makes sense. Um, oh yeah, like accounting for like... Uh, yeah, for like wind and, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And then you can see around the corners these zoomed out area at the same time i think it looks so good i think the car chase is really well shot there's a great shot where it like comes around the front of the car and sort of zooms in on cruise as he's driving um and yes, i believe cruise did car, a lot of the own car stuff, chase stuff oh that's great i mean the car chase is the high point of the movie yeah, for me. yeah for like sure. it, it it does feel indebted to hill his hill's work on on the driver and you know other classic kind of car chase movies i like the the punch of red we get from that chevy i think that is like a i like it when you have that distinct kind of color contrast going on that's a great bit and i also i need to shout out the dude who when Cruz gets out of the car and goes to the bus stop and he just gives him his hat. It's great. I love that so much. I love the ending <laughs> to that chase of him just slowly stepping out of the car, letting it roll on and going into that crowd because he's like, they're never going to look for me here. And what that encapsulates that chase as well is it doesn't really mention it in the movie, but it mentions a, a thing of Reacher in the books is that one of the things he says, yeah, I'm all right at, but I'm not great at, is driving and they encapsulate that in the way that he drives the car. Like he's a good driver and he knows he's he's perfectly working out which way to go and how to get away from the police. But he's not always great at executing that part of driving. Like the section where he does just slam sideways into into like a barrier I mean, it's of some a kind. Heavy heavy muscle car. It's yeah. got a lot of ass <laughs> on that thing. <laughs> so I'd love that they're kind yeah. of faithful to that without outright outright saying it in the movie. Um 
but the, I think the the fight scenes are, are like so cleanly shot. You can tell what's going on all the time. You you see every move that Reacher makes, and you see the reason behind it, and you get why he does it. And they 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 really well work in like normally the part where Reacher is saying, "Right, I'm going to do this, and then this, and then this, and this is how I'm going to take these guys down." You know, you hear that in Reacher's head in the book. Some of the books are first person, so it's flat out him telling you what he's doing. Some of the books are third person, but they still explain that thought process. And in this one, they do a really great way of him just delivering that in dialogue to the people he's fighting. And and that bar scene again, like the bar fight encapsulates that perfectly. Mm. I still think he looks a little bit weird in motion cruise when he's doing those fight scenes. I just can't buy him as a powerhouse in that way if he's not armed. Like with Vincent in Collateral, I'm like, okay, is that my briefcase, homie? I can I can buy him then yeah, wasting yeah. those guys. But um, here I'm just like that dude's like seven foot, and you're <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> even as like as a as a as a guy who's after like short king representation, um, <laughs> it just it was a little bit too too uh, fantastic for me. But then again, like I I thought that was my favorite hand to hand fight scene in this movie was the bit in in the in, in Jeb's house like i love that bathroom bit so much where they're just swinging back and forth that i thought was where this thing really shone and i enjoyed the the way as the conspiracy being pulled back from that point um i think where it starts to lose steam for me a little bit is we have that great exchange between him and Duval at the shooting range and obviously the whole bit where he's framed um it's just it kind of the 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 finale is like a really mixed bag for me because I love the the overall kind of setup of it of you know Duval is the aging Marine Corps sniper who you know isn't too great at seeing in the dark and the whole like how we're gonna draw the sniper out and get the shooters out and stuff and how we're gonna like outmatch him and stuff but it felt. It just felt a little. There's a, there's a shot where after Jai Courtney comes back in to chill with Werner and Emerson, just to um, where he sends his two, where yeah, where he sends his two boys out and Reach just goes brat brat and that's it. And I was like, come on, you could have done a little bit more with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll give you that the third act, the well at least the finale, not the entire third act. The finale is, I think, the weakest point in the movie. But I think there's some good action there. I think the fight between Cruz and Courtney is is really good. Um. And I love the last few moments of, of Reacher confronting the Zek, Werner Herzog's character, mm. um, and it, it it brings in like my the the element I really love from like the bit Reacher pieces together about how he realised it was Emerson with the parking meter, uh, and I love that line that he says where he's like, even I wouldn't have checked to see if there was a, a piece of evidence in that parking meter, like that was it was too. You, you you were too careful with trying to set it up. Um But yeah, no, I, I do get what you mean. Um it, it it's I think the weakest fight in the movie, but I still think it's great. Um I just think it gets a little slightly repetitive as it's just crews running between various boulders for, for a couple of minutes. Um, and that guy suppressing both of them, and he just gets him with the rock, which I did enjoy. There is like as much as I struggle to buy Cruz like physically overpowering some of these guys. Um, the bit where he beats that other dude to death with that guy's other head, so great, it's fantastic. <laughs> and I love, I love 
the the bonking moment where he bonks that guy who's suppressing both of them with the rock in the middle of the yeah, open. Yeah. That that is fun as well. And one of the completely useless observation for you I have here, Dan, because obviously this movie was filmed in 2011, released in 2012. I don't remember the leather jacket hoodie combo being that strong back then, but everyone <laughs> is rocking that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, man, I, I thought love that was that. like an early early to mid two thousands thing. I thought we'd all outgrown the leather look by twenty eleven, twenty twelve. It's so funny because I think it's the one part of the movie that like works better than the books because the joke that people make <laughs> about the books is because the idea is that Reacher has no belongings. He has, uh, he has like money. He has a toothbrush and like a passport. I think, but. He never keeps He's not got clothes. a good skincare routine or anything. He's not, no, he's he's not a, got that stuff locked Not in. really. So he basically, he will buy some clothes from a charity shop or, or something like that, or a, a thrift store as they have in America. Uh, he'll put them on for a couple of days. He'll get rid of them and he'll buy some new clothes. And then the, the kind of joke for the books is like, this dude is 6'5 and weighs 250 pounds. How is he finding clothes in these stores that fit him? <laughs> Whereas at least you could go, yeah, okay, yeah, Tom Cruise is going to find clothes that fit him in these shops. That's gonna... My personal headcanon for this is, is that, have you seen that video where it's like someone is in the thrift, the thrift shop and has like come across an entire rack of Tony Soprano shirts? <laughs> where it's like the kind of like, I'm just imagining that, that in the books, Richard's dressed like James Gandolfini the entire time. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. That's the one part, but there's there's also an there is like a more serious element where there is a, a plot line or part of the plot that in the book works that in the movie doesn't at the same time, um, where it, it requires Reacher to be as big as he is, which is when Sand the character Sandy is killed, because the idea in the book is that Sandy is killed essentially with one punch. And they're like, yes, who's the yeah. one guy around who's big enough and strong enough that he could kill this woman with one punch? And in real life, you're not looking at Tom Cruise for that. <laughs> no, this is this is the one. Th- this is I don't want to get hung up on the size thing because I totally agree with you that it's it's really tedious as a criticism. Um, but it is just one of those where I'm like, I feel if Cruise, even if he gets the personality aspects right again, I, I don't know. I've not read the books, but I'm gonna you know stand by your take here. Um, I just kind of feel like maybe maybe we needed someone else in that role to better sell those aspects for me because when it commits to those ideas of like Reacher is the most intimidating, most physically brilliant, scary dude ever, and the whole one punch kill thing, I'm <laughs> like, there's no way you can sell that with Tom Cruise. I don't care how cool Tom Cruise thinks Tom Cruise is, he is cool, but he's not one punch murder man cool. He he's just <laughs> physically not big enough to be able to do that and that's the only part of the movie that i go okay yeah and that's like if someone brings that point up then i'm gonna go yeah i agree with that a little bit <laughs> whereas yeah tv show wise i could probably believe that alan richardson could take someone out with one punch um I'd, yeah i would really be like super interested to see what you think of the of the series honestly because i i'm I, such an you're man, not a big tv I, guy I are you I, I, there are some TV shows that I really do want to check out, um, but like there are classic shows that I want to watch before yeah, I yeah. get caught up on other things. Like I'm, everyone's yelling at me to watch Twin Peaks at the minute, which I've never seen before. And I really do need to get into. I'm in a big Michael Mann headspace at the minute, so I want to go through like Miami Vice because I've seen like I've seen like a few episodes here or there, but I've never watched it all the way through, and I'd love to do that. Um, I just don't have it. I mean, I, I do have Prime. I could watch Reacher, but I, I it's mean, not like... Yeah. Um, at, at some I'm point. Rushing. Yeah. 
The first season is yeah. eight episodes, and it's as as the movie is very faithful to the book, and it is based on one of the better books. Um, and I just I would be interested to see what you feel like about that one because that's a bit of a bit of a different plot line. I feel like I feel like you will have also watched classic A Team, right? I I mean I think I saw episodes when I was a kid. I I, I don't really yeah, watch yeah, yeah. Does, the, I love the movie. Do you not feel a little, I do not feel a bit of the A Team in Reacher in terms of like former military man fugitive. Well, not fugitive, but lives off the grid and is like helping <laughs> people with their problems almost. Yeah, that's that's very much the um the, the I think there is an inspiration for that there. It's very funny because I um I don't think I've talked about on the podcast before that I play D and D quite regularly with friends playing tomorrow. Do you have a Reacher build? Essentially, <laughs> <laughs> so yes. My my uh, I have two characters because I play with the same group of friends. And we play two different campaigns that that two different people run, and the character I have at the minute is basically Jack Reacher crossed with like David Carradine in Kung Fu. <laughs> So he's, he's basically like traveling from town to town, taking on bad guys. So, so glad you brought this up because obviously Zan is into D and D, and this morning we were talking about like different characters and stuff. I always just pitch random things at them. I always just said to them this morning, I was like, "Do you think I could do Werner Herzog in D and D?" But it's literally <laughs> just Werner Herzog, and he's just there talking to all these different people. And I, 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 I just want to get that impression down in a game, man. Just oh, like, yeah. um, like. Count Strahd, have you ever seen Nosferatu? <laughs> Are you familiar with the German expressionist movement? This, this, I think this, you would like it. That's the whole fun <laughs> and of then playing when that I game. Get, and then when I get here, I can go, someone can go, Werner, you're bleeding. <clears throat> and then I will go, it is not significant. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially like so much of the stuff I do in D&D is like influenced by the movies we talk about on this podcast. <laughs> and it's just like, I play this character as like this stoic badass who is he's the class he is as a monk so he just basically gets the ability to like every turn like punch people like six times which is just so much fun <laughs> and then just come up with the coolest finishing moves my ne- i have a character that i'm planning that i'm hoping my friend's gonna let me do that i have discussed with him which is basically what if ned flanders got brought into some kind of high fantasy world unintentionally <laughs> <laughs> i'm really hoping he allows me to do it um, but yeah it's it, i think there's definitely like to your point there is like an influence there with those kind of tv shows um and there's so many book characters i think like that now um and you're seeing more of it on tv like especially with prime with stuff like bosch and jack ryan like they're going for this really like dad action kind of kind of vibe and do you know what most of it's working yeah the only I'm one that... curious as well dan Oh, go on, no, go, go on. on. I was going to say, the only one that didn't was the Chris Pratt one, which I know some people disagree with me on, but I was not super <laughs> that into that show. Bad. It looked bad, that one. Oh, was it the Tomorrow War or something, was it? Or... No, no, the Tomorrow War was the movie. That was okay. I'm on about the uh, the oh. Terminal list. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, it's, it's all, yeah, various shades of just weird American foreign policy confirmation bias, isn't it? So... I mean, yeah, I'm on record <laughs> as enjoying the Tomorrow War. Yeah, um, but I'm curious as well, Dan, because like I don't know in terms of because this one, does this one adapt one shot? This this movie is this yes, one shot. That's the book. Yeah, yeah. Where does that rank in your Reacher 
the books that you've read, where does that one fall? Is that like high tier Reacher for you? Or it's is one it of the like better ones. Not as good. Yeah. So, it, I mean, this sounds like a bad sign, but it's not. My favorite book out of... So I've read, I've read the first six books. I've read the ninth book, which is one shot. I'm currently reading the 11th book, which is the second season of the show. So that's why I've skipped ahead to that one. And then I've read one of the later books, which is the one that the second movie is based off of. And that's where I have a problem with that second movie because it's not faithful to the book at all. Um, out of all of them, my favourite one is the first one. I've read that one a couple of times. It, it, I think that's really, really good. And I would probably say this is probably next out of the ones I've read after that. Um, there's, they're a mixed bag. Like, I, think, I don't think any of them that I've read are outright bad. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a couple I've enjoyed a little bit less. Um, a couple that I found a little bit tedious out of the ones that i've read that, that feel like that, that yeah. not much happens in them um but then at the same time there was the second book i remember when i was younger i read that and i felt that with and a lot of people now seem to love that second book so now that i'm a bit older and a bit less of an idiot i want to try and reread that one and see what i think about it um so yeah. i'd be i'd be interested is it has this inspired you to try any of the books Honestly, I'm, I mean, I, I thought as an introduction to the character, this was really... Like, I, did, I didn't expect Jack Reacher as a premise to be as unique as it is. Like, it is ultimately, like you say, like, you can use the Sherlock comparison. Um, but I find that military aspect really fascinating, especially in that kind of post-9-11 context. And I think that really does, you know, like... <laughs> could almost make this a really good double feature with American Sniper in terms of the varying attitudes depicted of, like, Mark... Well, in terms of, like, deployments in Iraq and stuff and how one looks at one aspect of it more transparently and the other is a little bit more of a varnished, patriotic portrait of of, of that kind of time in the army. So, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm definitely interested in getting around to it at some point. It's, um... It's one of those where it'll have to be really selective for me. Like, it'll have to be, like, I need to pick one book that the premise of which really most I think that's appeals. a good way to go. Um, but I was fast. I'm also curious as well, Dan. Having, you know, being a big fan of this movie and also enjoying the TV show, do you think it's a better fit for TV or the big screen? Um, Honestly, it's kind of a the worst answer I could give, but I don't know. I, I think in the middle. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I think both have done really well. I think the the first movie is is so faithful to the book and doesn't really miss much out. It does miss elements out. I think if I if I really like like gun to my head had to answer, I think TV is a little bit of a better fit for it. Um uh, because I love the way they work with the side characters in the TV show. I, I, I genuinely think, and I'm not sure whether people would disagree with me on this or not, in the first season, of the first season of the show is based on the first book, and I genuinely think the side characters, the two main supporting characters, are better done in the TV show than they are in the book. And they're good characters in the book, but I think the show gives them more time to develop as characters, gives them more of their own individual personalities, and you get to see a lot more of that kind of back and forth with Reacher between both those characters than you would in a movie. I think that's the only thing in the movie, is that you don't get to see as much of a development in the relationship between Reacher and Rosamund Pike's character, because she's mainly there to be help with the plot and, and do that. And I think she's a very good character, and I, I think she's, she's served well, but 
you don't get much between the two of them outside of them just talking about the case constantly that they're looking at. Um, Richard Jenkins like doesn't get that much to do in it, and I think he would have been better served by being in more of a, a possibly more of a TV format. But I, I think there's there, there's arguments for both, honestly. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I'm I hope that even though I didn't love this film, like I liked it. Um, I may check out the sequel. I know you don't have good things to say about it, but I may get around to it if it shows up on streaming at some point because I, I, I was, I was, I'm, I'm invested enough in the Reacher character now that I would like to see where it went wrong. I I'll, guess. I'll explain like where... the, the the sequel. It's not right. a terrible movie mm-hmm. at all. I haven't seen it since it released. I'll admit. So I saw it in 2016 when it released. Haven't watched it since. Would be curious what I think about it now. We'll probably watch it pretty soon because of this. I think it's all right. I think its problem is that it strays too far from the book. And I also don't think it's one of the strongest books that it's based off of. Um, And I think it at times really nails Reacher. And I think Cruz is still really good in it. But I think it loses a little bit of Reacher in that movie. And I think there's times where he just... This is how I felt in 2016 anyway. There's times he just felt a bit too much like a kind of generic action hero insert character. And not quite enough like Reacher. So I think there's slight script issues with that. But at the same time, I'll be honest, I could watch that movie today and feel differently. So... Yeah, take that with a pinch of salt because I was like 23 well, when just, I saw I'm, that movie. I'm just curious because, like, again, as much as I kind of, I, there were certain aspects of this film that I thought were great, and there were other aspects where I just felt like it needed it, 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 the tempo slowed down and everything felt a little bit low energy. Um, I am still invested enough in the things that were great that I am curious to see this character show up again. And, and again, the other thing that I haven't said yet, which I really do need to say. For as much as I felt kind of slightly generic action vibes in certain moments of the film, it's still unique enough, low budget ish, nineties to seventies action conspiracy thriller vibes that I'm glad that it exists, and I hope we get more movies like this. It, it filled a void. Given given the spiraling budgets of a lot of action films, I know we're going to get Top Gun three now, which even though that's done by you know Kaczynski and, and the same team as as Maverick, I'm not really keen on as a thing. I think Maverick was just a perfect ending. I don't um, know if it's going to happen. I want to see. I don't know. I, I want to see more stuff like this. Basically, yeah. I, so I do I. See so more, do I. If, I mean, that's why it's cool that we got stuff like the Beekeeper that has just come out. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it tonight. To that later tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Hype for you. Hype for you. Um, I watched that at some point. I just need stuff like this. Like I enjoy, like it for me, I watched it last night with, you know, kind of just, it was late, late evening Friday. I just recorded the podcast on the heat with Zan and I had a few, few bevs in and I just sat down on the couch and had a, a fun time watching it. Yeah. Um, and I, I need more stuff like that. I need, we need more of, although Macquarie is such a, you know, forward thinking at, you know, part of the vanguard of like, high stakes octane action in what he's done on Mission Impossible. I like what he's done here because it reminded me so much of what Antoine Fuqua has done on stuff like The Equalizer. I enjoy these more measured restrained, <laughs> restrained maybe isn't the right word, but more measured productions where the budget isn't completely out of control. Yeah. Um, and it's just a fun action vibe. Like, give me more of that because when it's done well, 
And you can, even with this, where it's a case of, like, I think it's an okay movie, there are still bits of it that I was like, this is great. So I just want to see more stuff. Like, I think it's better for the industry if we have more movies. For sure, yeah. Like Jack Reacher. Even, like, and that's mad to say in 2024, you know, 12 years after this movie, nearly 12 years after this movie came out, which was a Tom Cruise vehicle and made a lot of money and did have a decent budget. It, it kind of is a weird thing to say, given just how much budgets have spiraled in the decades since that I'm asking for more of what was back then would have been considered a big budget action movie. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, kind of a weird thing to say. This, the, what this made me think about again is Cruise has really ramped up in the past few years the big action star side of him. He's been doing Mission the Mission Impossible movies. He's been doing, you know, he did Top Gun Maverick, um, and I I love all that stuff. Um, after they're kind of done with Mission Impossible, now that Cruise is getting a bit older, I mean, the guy's like what sixty two, sixty three now. I would love to see him and Macquarie work on something like this again. After yeah. all they've done on Mission I w- Impossible, I would love again. It's one that. I kind of want to do with you this year. I mentioned doing it last year and never got around to it. The firm, which I saw people posting about on Twitter the other day. Um, I would love to see Tom Cruise in a, in a legal courtroom thriller environment again. And I think Macquarie yeah. would be great in that department, even though it wouldn't be action. I think he does the moments of suspense in Reacher. They're really well done. I would like to see maybe more of that. Maybe not necessarily in a Reacher follow-up, although I would totally be down for more of it. Um, but I would love to see more of those two again in a setting that is away from Mission Impossible. Absolutely, and I think especially because, uh, and again, Scientology stuff aside, say what you will about him that way, certain people on the internet have convinced themselves that he's a bad actor, and I think that's insane, because I think he's one of the best actors going. I think he gave a career best performance a year and a half ago in Top Gun Mm. Maverick. Maverick? Maverick and um, I know people had their issues with Dead Reckoning Part 1 Dead Reckoning Part 1 is probably my second favourite Cruise performance I think he's totally going into this whole I love it when he's getting into this introspective headspace and kind of uh, looking at his own role within the cinema Um, I like that he's like he's becoming the like almost like an elder statesman figure in in film Um, which is great and you know movies popcorn I love my movies so I've got (laughs) a he gave that to us as well so yeah um i think that is that's pretty much everything i have to say about reacher dan i'm glad that you recommended it to me and i'm very chuffed that you got the space to talk about it here because yeah i've got some um, shit i wasn't today. as big as even though i wasn't as big as big on the movie as you are um it's always cool to hear someone really go and bat for the stuff that they really fucking love you know yeah it was i'm i'm really glad that you finally saw it do I wish you loved it instead of liked it? Yes, but I'm glad. You, I'm glad <laughs> you liked it. I'm, I'm honestly, I, I feel like I've let you down slightly. No, not I at all. Enjoy not it. At I just all. didn't. But maybe, maybe it will grow on me with repeat viewings. I'm um, glad that you liked they, it. I don't think your points yeah. against it have been insane, even if I've disagreed with some of them. Um, I would be curious if it would how it would work for you on a rewatch because it's something that has grown on me a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'd been, you know, I saw this on the big screen when it came out, and and so, so seen it four or five times since then. What I would really be interested for you to do now is try one of the books, mm-hmm. and I'd probably recommend literally just. And again, you can read them in any order, but just in terms of how I think of them, I would read the first one because I think that is one of the better books that, to go for. 
Oh, I've got a few different books to read. Obviously, I've got Heat 2. I've got um, Last Action Heroes by Empire's Nick Assemblian to read as well. Oh, I heard that's good. Kind of like, um, yeah, so I need to read that. And then I've also got a book that Zan got me on The Simpsons um, by Mike Reese, which I nice. need to read. So I've got a lot on my reading list at the minute. Um, Have you started Heat 2 yet? Um, no, I haven't. I only picked it up the other day and I've basically been well worked on friday and then i was tired and sleepy and did the podcast and then watched thingy but yeah my heat, heat fucking heat man heat was just, <laughs> oh, dude dude that that was just one of the best big screen experiences i've ever yeah. had i love that movie um and i'm looking forward to reading the book because i'm in a big man mood and, and he's so. making the movie next so yeah 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 i'm curious i'm excited i'm looking forward to having more man in my life i need to watch ferrari still um Me too. i don't know Me when too. i'm gonna get to watch that um yeah we're getting all the january stuff now because we've got poor things is out now in in the uk and the holdovers comes out next week so, yeah so yeah i i saw poor things a few days ago it's mm-hmm. fantastic um yeah. and i think i'm not i'm not gonna go into a whole spiel about this because um on the podcast action for everyone they have talked about how january is is very underrated as a movie month i think for like action fans we have a very good january this month between like the beekeeper and one more shot and various things like that coming out um i'm i'm yeah i'm hyped to see the beekeeper tonight but i think we have like a thing where we get all the oscars movies in like january february anyway don't we so it's not really too bad so I'm looking forward to seeing the holdovers next week. I'm looking forward to catching Ferrari there's, at some point. There's also Jackdaw, which I don't know if you've seen the trailer for. Uh, it rings a bell. Does it have... The, I forget the name of the actor. Does it have the guy from The Invisible Man in it? I don't know. I've not seen The Invisible Man, but um, Jodie Comer is in it. I'll have to check that. Is there a trailer? It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks basically. It it's like set. It's set in the northeast. It's like um. It's basically like northern John Wick. Like it looks really sick. Like oh, nice. Um, I'm gonna watch that trailer straight. Definitely, first. yeah. Definitely, I'm watching the trailer. They've been showing it a lot at the Tyne side. So, um, the movie comes out soonish. I uh, probably will watch that because I'm here for cool British summer. <laughs> and it looks, it looks yeah. sick. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, Dan. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast to talk about Jack Reacher and share your Jack Reacher love with the world. Where can everyone find you uh yeah you can find me on twitter at dan greenman 92 um i'm also on letterboxd um gonna be recording the first episode of blind spots this week which is my own show so it's just gonna be like a little introductory episode uh you can find that on twitter at blind spots underscore pod so please please give me a follow there as well cool yeah um definitely do check it out because i want to see i'm getting i'm excited to hear what the first blind spot is gonna be um do you is, is the first episode gonna be you on your own just talking about like the context of the show in general yeah essentially it's just gonna be me explaining what the show is and what made me do it um and then i'll be doing the first main episode after that um where we'll be talking about an actual movie that, that the guest of the week wants to wants to talk about and hasn't seen yet awesome well you need to talk to me because i need i need to get my blind spots sorted man i've got there are are a few that i haven't checked out that would be good i think potentially yeah i think it's going to be a great Um, way to get people to kind of capture things they missed and also get me to finally watch a few things so 
I'm really, yeah, really excited totally. to do it. I've just got to learn how to like edit and shit like that. Um, oh, so man. yeah, I'm just sure I'll get there. Highlighting and deleting, and pasting. <laughs> you'll get it down. I'll man. be fine. Before we go. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to our patrons. Thank you to Christopher Darby, George Jackson, Thomas Mulgrew, Shaka, and Josh Brown. Remember, you can go and support the Willie the Dad Movies podcast over on Patreon. Um, we are there. We have cool little unique bonuses like early episode access and the occasional written piece by yours truly. Um, otherwise, you can follow the pod on Twitter at Wheel of Dad Movies. I'm also still there at Ewan Ruins Things. And that is just about everything i think thank you all so much for listening um i've still not got a plan for like in general the episodes that we're gonna do this year i really need to get cracking on that but january is an insane month i've got to pay my taxes dude the hmrc they, they they're scary man they they're, 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 they're they're gonna they're gonna take my thumbs <laughs> just to reference that one bit from the <laughs> simpsons um but yeah, thank you all for listening and we will catch you next time.